Good morning. Today is the first day of October. <laughs> Let's embrace the beauty of October here at the One Dharma Center with its refreshing air and calming night sounds. We are reminded that there are just two months left this year. This is a perfect moment to reflect on the goals and aspirations we set for ourselves at the beginning of the year. So have you maintained the consistency needed to make them a reality or have they slipped away from your focus? Today I'd like to discuss how to cultivate consistency in our practice. In one Buddhism, dedication is one of the four fundamental qualities that practitioners need to develop. Sotesan the founding master of One Buddhism, defines dedication as an unremitting state of mind. It means when you have a goal you want to achieve, you consistently make the effort. He says dedication serves as a driving force which propels us toward our objectives when we strive to achieve anything. In our life. I remember I did not fully appreciate the value of continuous effort when I was a teenager. I thought you know, if you got a good result with minimal effort, it was cool because it meant you were smart. However, through my studies in One Buddhism, I realized that consistency is often more powerful than innate talent, or intelligence. Do you agree? Building good habits hinges on consistency. And this principle extends to spiritual practice. I observed many esteemed teachers in our tradition maintaining consistent daily routines. One such a senior teacher shared with me that he always concludes his day by reflecting on the events of the day. He told me he recalls the day as if he were quickly rewinding a movie. From the morning walk to the meditation hall to the evening and keeps his journaling based on this reflection. He mentioned that he maintains this routine even after a long, uh, after, a after a tiring day. I was deeply impressed and wondered what makes it possible for him to practice persistently. At the Wandarma Center, among 15 ministers, do you know who exercises most regularly? Guess who? <laughs> it's Venerable Chuksanim, the Hedarma Master, and Venerable Myeongtawanim. Both stand out as the most consistent in their daily exercise routines. Once Myeongtawonim decides to implement something good in her routine, I see that she continues to do it. 
Even when it rains, I see her taking a walk for exercise after the morning meditation. And Chuksa-nim often shares his stretching routine, which he performs before morning meditation. And you see the result. Myung-tao-nim enjoys good health. And while Juksa-nim is incredibly flexible, if you know him, he's incredibly flexible and energetic. So I think their dedication to consistency has played the prime role in becoming revered senior ministers of One Buddhism. What about you? If your fitness and dietary routines have been less than consistent over the past few months, you are not alone. Even after years of tracking my practice, I still experience ups and downs. My practice is clearly better than it was 20 years ago, but staying consistent is still important and challenging in my daily routine. Today, I would like to share some strategies for cultivating consistency in any endeavor, whether it's maintaining a healthy diet, regular exercise, or learning a new foreign language, or your spiritual practice. First and foremost, it is essential to acknowledge that it's entirely normal for human beings to lose their initial motivation or enthusiasm. It's natural to revert to old habits. This is like our body's uh, homeostasis, which maintains a stable internal environment despite external changes. For example, when you get too hot, What happens in your body? Your body sweats to release heat and cool you down, right? And when you get too cold, your body shivers to generate the heat and warm you up. In our minds also, when you try to adopt something new and challenging, our mental homeostasis may lead us back to familiar habits to maintain the state that we are accustomed to for a long time. So rather than blaming ourselves, let's recognize that this tendency is a part of being human. When Master Chwasan, one of the previous Hedharma masters of One Buddhism, visited One Dharma Center five years ago, I asked him, Sometimes I feel very motivated and passionate in my practice, but then it's not sustained. Why do I have these ups and downs? What he said, that they did not just give me comfort, but it also became an important guideline which helps me whenever I feel insufficiently motivated. He said that, Just like you need to fuel your car, you need to refuel your motivation regularly. Until then, I had believed that once I made a commitment to something, it should last. And if it changed or weakened, then it means there must be something wrong. 
On that day, I thought, yes, why do I assume that I can maintain consistency after my initial motivation? It is entirely normal that I lose interest over time. It was a great relief to realize that resolutions or commitments can change. So if your resolution lasts for only three days, rather than lament its depletion, focus on replenishing it and make it as your regular practice. Your commitment and motivation require constant nurturing, whether daily, weekly, monthly, or yearly. So personally, when I sense a lack of motivation in my daily activities, I no longer feel discouraged or blame myself. I understand that my mind changes like the weather. Sometimes with a known reason, and sometimes not. Instead of trying to analyze every mental shift and become anxious to get back to the ideal state, I do what I can do to reignite my practice. So I read scripture and find new inspiring books and I revisit my journals and write down my thoughts. These practices serve me as a means to rekindle my spirit. You may discover your own best strategies that works for you. So remember that it is natural if your initial motivation or resolution doesn't last. Our practice is to simply replenish it regularly. And secondly, it's crucial not to be disheartened or judgmental to yourself by failure. When we wear new clothes, we are very careful to keep them nice and clean. If you find even a little stain, we wash it out right away to keep it clean. But once they accumulate stains or damage, then we, became, we become less concerned than before. The same thing can happen in our resolutions. Let's say you've decided to cut down on sugar intake. You may stick to it with sincere determination for a few days, but one day you have a muffin and feel guilty. And the next day, you eat ice cream. And the guilt deepens, leading to self-doubt. Now you don't even want to think about your initial determination because you fear not being able to keep it, which in turn makes you feel guilty. And eventually you give up. Herein lies the paradox. We can never, never achieve the transformation that we want with this judgmental mindset toward ourselves. Instead, we should view ourselves with the same care and love that a mother shows her child. A loving mom does not berate her child just because they pick up an ice cream. 
However, it doesn't mean that she allows her child to eat anything without any guidance. What she wants for her child is their well-being and growth. In face of setbacks or failures, we should consciously look at ourselves with the eyes of a loving mom. In this practice, one of Zen sayings embodies this paradox. You're perfect as you are, and there is room for improvement. So failing is a step forward compared to not trying at all. If you make a resolution of exercising every day, repeatedly, every year, for 10 years, how could you not do it at all? Instead of being judgmental toward yourself, simply return to your journal or to the checklist or whatever you've been using as your tool for tracking. If you kept your resolution only a few days at the beginning of this year and have forgotten about it until today, it's okay. You're never too late to get back to it. This is how I've been able to continue my mindfulness practice for 20 years. I didn't give it up. So consistency doesn't mean that there are no gaps or X marks on your checklist or in your mindfulness journaling. It means consistently returning. So life is about practice, not perfection. We learned this lesson when you first begin meditation practice. When you start meditation, you might have a different idea of success and what it should look like. You may think that at the beginning, if you could sit with two breaths without your mind wandering, then by tomorrow, you should be able to sit for maybe eight breaths, and then the next week for 15 breaths, and maybe for an hour, and then eventually your mind will cease to wander. But that isn't the real point. Learning how to let go gracefully is the point. Learning how to start over with some compassion for yourself instead of judging yourself harshly. This is the first thing that we learn in meditation practice. And this is also like lesson 101 in life. We have to start over and pick ourselves up if we've fallen down every day. So every time we get back up after a fall, we are making progress. This is the second strategy that I, that I would like to suggest for cultivating consistency in our practice. And thirdly, Avoid setting overly ambitious goals. I once attempted an hour-long workout routine, which often filled me with pressure. Every time before I began my workout, many reasons arose why I should skip it that day. This can make maintaining practice a real challenge. And two months ago, 
I had a surgery in my left big toe, and I couldn't even walk comfortably for more than a month. Because I walked much less than before, my legs felt very weak. So I decided to exercise for just 10 minutes every day. And surprisingly, I found it was actually very enjoyable. First of all, it is easy to do a 10-minute exercise. And after completing it, you feel good. <laughs> I felt a sense of satisfaction and even pride, you know, thinking, I made it. As my toe got better, this 10-minute exercise gradually extended to 20 minutes. And I discovered that it was a skillful way to build any habit. Once the habit of showing up every day is established, it becomes easier to increase time and intensity gradually. If you intend to attend our morning meditation session every day at the Wandarma Center, it sounds wonderful. But it will be very hard to continue it because there are multiple barriers you need to overcome. First, you need to get up very early, and you need to drive to the center. You need to sit for an hour. So before you make such a big commitment, you may consider a more manageable goal, such as five minutes of meditation at a specific time each morning or in the evening. Or just seven times of Namo Amitabur mantra chanting before you go to sleep. Just seven times. In her book, Good Morning, I Love You, Dr. Shauna Shapiro suggests that the key is to develop microhabits, small shifts in behavior that lead to big change. She says she often invites a client to set ridiculously unambitious goals. Oh, let me read the quotation. Taking baby steps gives us permission to lighten up and take the pressure off. With each accomplishment, we become more motivated to achieve the next milestone. These little moments and little victories lead to momentous change. So if there is something that you want to achieve, you can start with a ridiculously an ambitious goals. Like just seven times Namo Amitabha before you go to sleep. But if you try it, you may find it's not easy. By doing this, you can accumulate the moments of little victories. This is important to continue our practice. So don't focus entirely on the end result or worry about the goal. So today I have shared some of my ideas on how to cultivate consistency in our practice. First, instead of blaming yourself for losing your motivation, focus on nurturing your motivation regularly. 
And instead of punishing yourself for failure, simply let it go and return. And thirdly, set achievable goals that allow you to experience small victories consistently. I hope you can find joy and happiness as you continue your journey. Thank you for listening. Thank you very much.